It's here. Week 17, the week we've all been waiting for, the week we drafted tons and tons and tons of best ball teams, only to have our fates rest in the hands of one team, maybe two, maybe a couple. If you were really lucky to get a couple to the week 17 best ball finals. But that's what we're going to talk about today. Get all prepped and ready. Talk about uh, the teams that both myself and Rob were lucky enough to get to the finals. Talk to the talk about the teams that you got. Maybe some of the tilts and the frustrations that we all had in week 16. The chaos that was week 16. Mari Cooper, George Pickens, and all of that. And what does that all mean for the week 17 finals? If we were any of us were lucky enough to make it, that's what we're going to talk about here on Spike Week. Let's do it. Already the chat heating up. A, a, a very fitting uh, username, Kenny Pickett is hot garbage, which is uh, technically true because he's not going to be playing in week 17. Also, funny enough, on my best ball mania team that made it to week 17. So I know about Kenny Pickett being hot garbage. But what is week 17? Yeah, um, such a funny. I got some interesting things to bring up. Uh, shout out Hacker, our resident uh, tech wizard, has been doing some interesting research behind the scenes. When we get to some of the things that we expect to see here in week 17, I think we got some cool stuff to show. But uh, first of all, before we get into all the, the nuts and bolts, Rob got the 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 Mastiff team through. I don't know. We haven't had a chance to talk, actually. Um, anything else get through? I'm particularly excited, selfishly, obviously, about your Mastiff team getting through. But how was uh, your your week seven, week 16, and how are you feeling about week 17? I actually felt really good about the Mastiff team for week 16 before it even started. Just looking at the teams I was up against, I was like, I have a real shot here as long as like two or three of my running backs do something. Luckily, I had Brees Hall, and he just kind of crushed. But it's a four-man pod, right? And it's two out of yeah. four advancing. So I had positional leverage like at tight end and stuff like that, which, you know, people just weren't going to be able to make up points on me in that spot. So that was beautiful. Then everything kind of went according to plan. And now we are in the master finals with our clown shoes team, the team that was literally called clown shoes in the <laughs> YouTube comments, because there was some intelligent discord there too, that for people that didn't like the team, but I think we saw it even today. You, you posted it on on the Spike Week Twitter, and someone was like 125 points. Maybe the YouTube commenters were right. It's like clearly they weren't, first of all, because clearly it's in the finals. And I think that that's the mentality of people not taking into account the contest. Yeah, 125 points wouldn't have done shit in Best Ball Mania. I didn't draft that team for Best Ball Mania. At all, a thousand dollar team, like it, <laughs> it, yes, that's correct. 125 points, but you only drafted one of them and it was a thousand dollars. Sure, everybody does that right in the DFS stuff. It's like, like, oh, I would have won the Thunderdome too. Yeah, okay, pony up fifty three hundred dollars on that one team. <laughs> yeah. and so, you know, it's like it, it's 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 such an unfair statement by people, but people just want to be, you know, they they're upset, they just want to be angry on the internet. That's true. So um, in the chat, they're asking, it's a 30-person final, and it's 20000 up top for that. Beautiful. Um, and the only other thing I have going on, I, I bricked out on all the other quote-unquote playoffs, but I'm in the top five in the drafters high roller. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm only 
16 points behind, I think, first place right now. I've had two incredible weeks in that tournament to surge up the leaderboard. And I think only the top five are viable for first place. Maybe like the sixth place team would have to have just some like sort of silly week in order to overtake themselves because it's it's literally the same guy in first that's in second. <laughs> Yep. And he's in second, too. That guy crushed it on the high roller, no matter what happens. But I, I think we're very, very live for that. No one in front of me on that team has CMC, I believe. Or actually, one guy does, but he's only a few points ahead of me. So we can ride yeah. CMC together and I can overtake on other spots. But it's it's going to be two fun sweats because that's like a playoff final now, too, because it's the last week. So you're sweating out what happens this very last week in that. So those are my two. My two ones. Um, before we get to yours, Silas has tournaments live in the Pomeranian and the Pomeranian Superflex. I know Trev is live in the DK Millie, I believe, and I think he has three other finals on Underdog. Yep. Not BBM, but like still three other finals. And the chat, you know this now, it ain't easy to make a final. So congrats to all of you that did make a final. If you didn't, I'm sorry. I feel your pain next year. I'm going to call my shot right now, and then we'll start getting into your teams and start looking at rosters. But I'm getting back to the BBM finals next year. I've decided. I've <laughs> you decided. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You should have decided a few months ago uh, about that. But uh, on the Mastiff. Yeah, exactly. I don't <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. We just said it's a $1,000 team, right? Why yeah. focus on the $25 and $3 million up top? Um, exactly. Obviously, obviously uh, uh, messing around. But yeah, just quick uh, agree. I want to uh, second that. Like, shout out to uh, really just like, the whole hackers like, got a like, final too, right? Fam. Yeah. So hacker um, uh, that everybody knows, you know, from the Discord and our our uh, you know, CTO building the all the the tech wizardry that we have at, at Spike Week made it to the DraftKings Millie final. Actually, um, a pretty fun sweat that I happened to to catch at the the tail end of his his uh, <laughs> Millie sweat needed. Um, just about all of those Brandon Ayuk points there in garbage time, I believe. Uh, mm -hmm. There, you know, Ayuk got the bonus, the DraftKings bon you know, three-point bonus, and uh, a bunch of extra catches there in in the fourth quarter, which is just the man that that sweat is like amazing. Like it, to yeah. to need this, like oh my god, they're down by three touchdowns. Darnold's in the game. <laughs> You're like, oh no, you know, this sucks. I'm gonna come come up so close, uh, come up so short. And uh, to get it is just it's just awesome. But yeah, so hacker getting there. Trev with multiple teams, Silas with multiple teams. You and the the uh, even even it is super cool. Like to put the time and effort into and the money, a thousand dollar team into drafting that team, being really thoughtful. You were super thoughtful about how you went about that team, and it's recorded. Every thought you had is recorded and public, you know, out there in the public for people to see. So to get that team through, like you said, especially when uh, the, you know, the YouTube commenters, people are very negative. It is what it is. I posted the fact last night on, here's a good one, story about how people are just the worst, right? People are absolutely terrible. It's Christmas. I had had a couple of uh, cocktails in celebration um, last night, you know, of getting through, uh, enjoying the getting two teams through to week 17 and you know just like everybody else was posting just posted the teams like yeah. super 
pumped to get to to get a BBM team through and get a DraftKings Millie team through to you know, roll on to week 17. You know, the happy holidays to everybody, whatever. One guy replies, we pulled up, he pulled, he, he grabbed my BBM topic <laughs> and he said something, which one of these guys would you say was the key or whatever to your winning? And I just they replied with like, go, go look, go watch the Spike Week YouTube uh, or something like that. But it's just like the people like on imagine sitting at your phone or com- he probably had his computer on Christmas waiting for people to post <laughs> the fact that they made a best ball final only to like be angry about the fact that they post they, they made it to the best ball finals like this person replied to multiple different people and it's like my god man like that that's like, like you start to feel bad for that person but um super successful I, mean, I think we'll turn on that team we'll go over it but i oh, mean yeah. i mean do you that was one of your staples you got one of your staples to it the has like it has like most of my like <laughs> it just doesn't happen to have right rashad penny and damian harris which spoiler alert it's really hard to get it does have damian harris it, it, it really hard to get the guys who score zero points all season <laughs> to the final they weren't on every one of my teams um so like you right. said we'll get we'll get into it but a, a huge shout out to the uh, obviously you Trav, silas bernie i know bernie was like super duper duper close to sneaking a tyreek hill team into the DraftKings millie which would have been who buddy like uh i mean i he would have been sweating for three days i think to get a super duper low owned tyreek um but just the work again hacker everybody the work by everybody with the spike week team and dude well it was so cool and like if you're not in the discord i know it, people are probably on twitter or in other discords the spike week discord is 100 free and to be of course you know sitting on christmas maybe it makes you a little happier but it, well some people not that twitter guy but uh <laughs> sitting there watching everybody come in and be like like you know got this puppy two team through got this bbm team through got this whatever you know got that and like everybody's celebrating each other it's like that's what all this is for and like even people that maybe like you said didn't get through you know cheering on the rest of the community it was really really fun to see so i just want to shout everybody out before we start to get in to um all of it like there's some like the the whole pod variant stuff and the whole variance and everything like you could be this pious devil says i advanced my team by 0.02 DraftKings points like that is amazing and i can only imagine that that sweat was probably pretty uh brutal whichever way if you were fading or cheering for points uh cj i advanced a dk team in the 200 dollar after week one tournament on that last gus edwards run the very last Gus Edwards run of the game he needed to get through, right? Like all of this stuff. Um, it's very good. Can you, can you pick it as hot garbage? Brandon, I, you got my marbles in motion, which is a uh, good, but like it was, it was so much fun, man. And obviously it coming down to um, Niners Ravens was spectacular worked out that I, I was in a, uh, a good spot but tough spot actually heading into that game i needed a to thread a pretty tight needle uh to get both of my teams through and obviously that did happen so um just shout out to everybody and i know keep bringing your bring your stories to the chat bring your stories to the discord bring your teams whatever we'll talk about them we'll we'll, we'll shout you out and get it all uh you know any questions comments concerns whatever Bring the teams on because uh, segueing into uh, we'll talk about my teams and we'll, of course, bring up your massive team and stuff, too. I, th- I think you find most people, unless you're delusional, you're heading into the week 17 with a 
like not really feeling that good about your team because nobody has like the super perfect loaded team, right? Nobody has like two strong tight ends and two, you know, awesome quarterbacks and fully healthy roster. And like you have weak, every team has a weakness or multiple weaknesses. And so it's like funny to like post teams or talk about teams and hear people's different reactions because I'll pull mine up in a second. I'm both like excited for my teams, but also when you like start to overthink them, you're like, I just don't see it. <laughs> you know, you're like, I, I don't see it. But then, you know, you remind yourself, like, I have George Pickens on my BBM team. I didn't see 35 fantasy points from George Pickens or whatever coming this week. You know what I mean? It could be somebody else. Um, and that's just how it goes. And you never know, like, ownership really becomes a thing, right, in these playoff weeks. And you just, it's hard to wrap your head around all of that. And so um, I don't know how how you like specifically like think about that kind of stuff. Are you naturally like more pessimistic on the team, more optimistic on the team? I think it hurts a little bit. I have Jalen Waddle on both of mine, which feels ominous right now, given what my, Mike McDaniel needs to, <laughs> to phrase things a little bit better. Um, but uh, just you're, it's funny because you're both excited. And then part of you is also being like, pull back the reins. Don't, don't start counting your 3 million, you know, just yet. <laughs> I don't count the three million or the twenty thousand or the or the whatever the fifteen thousand, but I I look at the positives. I I look at the other teams. So when the Mastiff Pod comes out, I'll I'll scour every team. Mm-hmm. I'll look for my positional edges. Know who I'm going to be scared to death of. Uh, cough cough. CMC this week he scares the shit. I mean, he's good because he's on one of the two teams I have, right? But for the Mastiff team, I don't have him. I have Debo and Kittle. So scared to death of what CMC can go do to Washington this week. Against it, Washington, yeah. It's we weren't supposed to draft this game, by the way. <laughs> yeah, the defenses are too good. <laughs> so I, the Ravens, I, the Ravens just hung dong all over this defense last night, <laughs> and and the Washington has the worst defense since the NFL AFL merger. <laughs> And we weren't allowed to draft the game because the defenses were too good. We also weren't allowed to draft the Browns-Jets game because it was supposed to be 40-mile-an-hour wins and negative two degrees, and it's going to be like 50 and perfect out. And (laughs) who gives a shit what those guys do on Thursday? Amari and Brees combined for 100 points if you drafted them. If you drafted them, they did their job. You know what I mean? Don't worry. Don't draft that Week 17 matchup. That's too bad. (laughs) And it is bad. It looks bad. I have Brees on my DK Millie team. I'm not exactly expecting a lot. I like, but he did his job, right? He got me there. Yeah. Somebody else has to has to step up now. But it's just so funny because, like you said, these things that happen along the way are just so humorous. Because above all else, it's chaos. Like it's just chaos, and it's so hard over the summer to reiterate enough how chaotic it is. But like, remember these moments, right? Remember, look, go watch the Washington defense, and remember when you have a super strong take about that Week Seventeen game. Yeah, and. This week, particularly, we it feels like this week more so than others. I know, and it's not just because we were watching, but there was more quote unquote spike week and nuclear week guys this week than I think the rest of the season, right? Like, I mean, obviously, the Amari game, which you know, I'm lol if you had to play against Amari, <laughs> yeah, which is what I had to do. Um, and that's why I'm not going to the best ball mania finals because I had one guy that had the top four wide receivers. I still had a shot and, and, you know, just couldn't get it done. But Brees Hall, the, the game Brees Hall had, Amari, just everyone, man, just everyone that went off. Puka on Thursday, can't forget about that. Yep. 
people having Puka felt really good because, as we talked about, didn't get drafted in every single draft this offseason. So he, extra leverage with Puka stuff. So just all in all, Kyron's, Kyron's been big leverage too. I didn't. Oh. I forgot how much he wasn't drafted, like in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I've had Kyron leverage every step of the way, with with no no one else having him. I'm sure that will change in the final. He, he was he was Maybe. taken in something like thirty to forty percent of, of drafts. I'd have to go look. Uh, Hacker and I've talked about it. He might have even posted it in the Discord. But it's it's not even fifty percent. I don't believe it. It may be fifty yeah. percent. Um, for for Kyron Puka was less. Um, he might not have. I might have been the only one that drafted him in the Mastiff. Right, right, exactly. And so it is. And the the great thing about I'm all right. Let's roster bait. Let's get it. Let's get it out of the way because (laughs) Kyron is the thing for me specifically. Well, let's let's look at your teams because you're in the two big ones, right? So let's start with your two because you're in the the you're in the two major tournaments here. Um, That's those are the ones that everyone wants to see you win. Let and I want someone go. we know to win, whether it's you, someone in the Discord, just not Kareem. Yeah, exactly. Anybody <laughs> but Kareem, unless unless it happened to have been the team that he and I got through together, which then, of course, I would have wanted him him to win. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, obviously, we're not rooting for Kareem. So, um, but to, what also makes this game so so fun and so great and why I've been mostly excited, like, and why it's not that I don't care about Jalen Waddle. I'm going to be on pins and needles all week praying for Jalen Waddle to play. The thing that if anybody like I've told you, I've told people in the discord, I've told other people like, honestly, I just want to get there just like everybody else. Right. The whole advance rate bro thing. I just want to get there. But specifically, I want to get there with the Kyron Williams team. That was like if I had a goal, I don't really care if I have the right. Like uh, Amon Ra CD is going to be chalk. I do have Amon Ra on this team. We'll get to it in a second. Um, I don't have Christian McCaffrey on on this team. I have Sam Laporta, who I expect to be pretty high owned, but the rest of it, I'm not that concerned. We'll we'll get to, you know, like the wide receivers. I know Pickens went off, but I, I don't think Pickens is going to be super duper popular. I'm also not that excited about him against Seattle, but nonetheless, my whole thing was I'm I, like, if Kyron is a hit and he ended up obviously being an absolute monster hit, getting him in against the giants at what really can't be mega chalk levels right? Like, cause he just like, okay, let's say he was drafted even 50% of the time. He, he only advanced, I forget whatever percentage. So now you have X amount of teams. He didn't go so nuts in the, the, the two playoff rounds. Like he didn't pull in Amari. He, he was obviously very good and very helpful. I mean, he's the reason why, why I'm in this position is pretty much him, but he didn't go so crazy that he's going to be like mega, mega, mega chalk. So like, Having the guy, like if you play DFS or you just look at weekly projections, who I think is probably going to project for the second most raw points at the running back position behind Christian McCaffrey, to have that guy as a last round pick at not huge ownership, right? If you play that guy in DFS, you know, if Kyron were 4,000 in DFS, which is kind of the equivalent to what he is here, he'd be 90% owned. But to Mm -hmm. sneak him through into the final and have him be you know whatever 15 percent or you know something i'm just throwing out random numbers 20 percent, something like that is like a gift from god and you'll kind of i'll just take that and i'll take my chances like whatever happens happens um i think in particular this bbm team funny enough uh, kareen and i recorded if you haven't went back and listened um 
it's only like two and a half hours, I think, this one, so a little shorter uh, one. Uh, but in week, but heading into the week 15 games, we recorded another legendary sickos that uh, was a really fun conversation. But at the end, we started to talk about like some teams and players we are excited about. As you know, I didn't have a very good season, regular season, and my advance rate was not very good. But this team in particular was the one I thought had the best shot to get there and also to do damage. And so it that actually <laughs> it actually happened, which is which is pretty darn sweet. Um, and so it has a, a, a interesting like kind of combination that I'm I'm excited about, right? Lamar Jackson, I don't think he's going to be super duper popular, um, and he hasn't popped off to the level we hope Lamar can pop off, but. Dude, I'm cool having Lamar's floor at quarterback and then having Lamar's ceiling at low ownership. I'm totally, totally cool with. Obviously, I mentioned Kyron. The running backs are like weird. You could both see a lot of them doing something and also could see like mm, they're all pretty thin. But like I use let's, Tyler. Let's name all of them for yeah. the uh, podcast uh, listeners. So uh, excluding Kyron, starting from my first drafted running back, here's another fun thing you aren't allowed to do, right? My, my RB1 on this team was Antonio Gibson. First running back I drafted, Antonio Gibson. So like round 10, something mm -hmm. like that uh, was Antonio Gibson. Uh, so I basically drafted every position except quarterback two and tight end two. Uh, so my whole wide receivers, we'll get to it. My last wide receiver is Zay Jones, or Zay Flowers. Um, so my first running back is Antonio Gibson. Then have Devon Achan as my RB2. RIP, Damian Harris, <laughs> the running back three. So we, we tossed him aside. But then Tyler Algier, who actually used... His score, this yeah, exactly. Al in the chat saying this effing dude, Damian Harris, heard that. Uh, at least he's at least he got injured. I can throw him a bone. He's not up in the press box with the uh, <laughs> the guys like Rashad Penny. Tyler out, but Tyler, so draft Tyler Algier. Um, use his score last week. Uh, that thirty. Shout out to him for that thirty-one yard touchdown. Tajay Spears, who like again, I, I think a lot of these guys, Achan is the probably the highest ceiling guy, but but from Gibson, Achan, Algier, Tajay Spears, that group is like they could get you 15 or something in a yeah, in a live. good week. They're live to have a good score, but you don't want to like count on any one of them. It's kind of like yeah. I got four scratch off tickets, right? Pray to God. And then the two running backs, obviously Kyron, um, that I've been really counting on is Chuba. Chuba Hubbard is my my was it's funny, my second to last and last running back selections are the two guys who I've just been using their score almost every single week, right? Um, Chuba and Kyron. Those are the two guys like I kind of need the most. If those two can come through, we'll just kind of see what happens with the rest of the team because the rest of the team is really good. The uh, wide receivers, Amon Ra and Jalen Waddle, which I actually did at the one-two turn. We'll, like I said, we'll see if Jalen Waddle plays. But um, I actually feel even better about that now, uh, seeing that everybody went the Amon Ra and CD route, and I expect the Amon Ra-CD pairing to be like, Real pop, right? If it's not CMC, I think it's going to be Amon Ra and and typically CD uh, for folks at the one two turn there. So to have Waddle over CD, you know, sure now I would rather I would rather just have CD, but it's easy to say that I'm happy with that kind of decision. And then it's actually not a lot of chalky wide receivers thereafter. The two Seattle guys, DK Metcalf and JSN, Gabe Davis. Shout out to Gabe. Finally, <laughs> finally did something. Uh, literally caught a pass for the first time in like a month. Uh, and then George Pickens and Zay Flowers, right? So Zay is my lucked out and finally, it only took 150 teams or whatever to find one Raven stack that not everybody got hurt, hurt on. Um, and then Sam Laporta and my guy Cole Turner, right? So like like you mentioned before, the the funny commenter, it's like, which one of these, like, like bro, I might have the only Cole Turner team in the best ball <laughs> 
<laughs> finals, which is not leverage, by the way. He's not even playing. But um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely. It's how I feel is what I was saying to you. I'm, I'm excited because there are certain things I think that you should be excited about this team for. But then you're also like, damn it, man, is Waddle really going to miss? You know, I definitely don't want to be counting on Gabe and Pickens, you know, yeah. to be having big games every week. And so it's thin. It's a tight needle to thread for sure. But um, still excited nonetheless. Oh, it's, it's alive. It, I didn't, we didn't make the finals and you feel like, oh, well, I made it. Can I get above a min cash? It can definitely make a run if, if, if uh, you know, some, some very specific things come through. So it has some of the basic structures that we talk about, right? This is clearly a zero RB team, the way you built it. And as you were going through the roster, some obvious correlation with your stacks and all that fun stuff. The thing that got brought up in the Discord that we've actually chatted about over the summer that I want to start doing more of that you did on this team, and I'm guessing you didn't do it on purpose. I'm guessing it's just kind of the way the draft fell. Uh, but you took DK Metcalf and JSN but you don't have Geno Smith. Yep. So I'm guessing the locket drafter got him earlier than you expected. And I just think it's fine going forward. I did this. We're going to look at the Mastiff team. I did this on the Mastiff team too, but I think getting the bulk of the pass catching work on a team and not drafting the wider and not drafting the quarterback in the future creates that third stack. And do you want the quarterback? Sure. Like if you can get them and it makes sense, but never, I never want to reach for Geno Smith on this team, right? And you didn't, and that's fine. Would you like him this week to be live with, you know, not having Kenny Pickett? Of course. Of course you'd rather have that second, that second option there. But as you can see, this team makes the finals with, with that third team correlation without the quarterback. And I, and I just think it's something we need to be addressing more in the future we i know we talked about it a few times over the summer but when we start ramping up again in the off season and drafting big board teams and bbm teams hitting on that point i think is going to be very crucial going forward the only other question i would have for you for this particular build clearly you didn't draft a running back until you were forced to <laughs> um yeah underdog was like stop drafting <laughs> wide receivers you idiot I, and I know Zay Flowers was your last pick to to correlate with Lamar. But wouldn't you say that like a team like this and it got to BBM. So like I'm not I'm just nitpicking for future stuff is would you ever want to make this a six wide receiver team with Amon Ra, Jalen Waddle, DK Metcalf, JSN, Gabe Davis. And, and if you got rid of Pickens, you wouldn't have made it to the finals this week. Right. So we know that. But maybe replacing Pickens with another player and making Zay Flowers your sixth and final wide receiver might be another interesting way to construct this team in the future. Just, just out of a, yeah, just I, I think, I think it's definitely viable. I think um, for me, I tend to lean m like most heavily from a zero RB perspective, if at all possible. It's actually why um, even though, you and I uh, had a little bit of a different difference of opinion in terms of how to handle the elite quarterbacks this year. Why I have like a, why I had a lot of Lamar. I leaned more into him as the, as the elite guy was because I do prefer zero RB, but mm. I prefer to still be able to get to a seven running back, seven wide receiver build if possible. So like yeah. a lot of these teams died, right. But like a Lamar Andrews stack 
it still allows me to get seven pretty darn good wide receivers on that team. And like you said, I mean, how this played out is literally exactly why I prefer the seven, seven in two, seven, seven, two build is like my prep. If I can, not every draft goes that way. Right. I have, I have, I have two, six, seven, three. I have, you know, I have all those permutations because the draft doesn't give you what you want all the time. But if I had, you know, my preference, I would have it this way because of exactly what has played out here. Right. Two things. When you do hit on some form of running backs, right. I hit on Kyron and to a lesser extent, Chuba. And then in terms of by later in the season or Kyron from basically week one, I was like, be able, I kind of like able to bank their points. Right. Um, And in a zero RB team specifically, that's really powerful to have running backs that you're like, okay, Right. The why do people draft a robust running back? A, it's because they're they can be, you know, really right. Christian McCaffrey, whatever, Eckler last year can be awesome, but you don't have to use very many picks and just look, okay, they're not gonna be the highest scorer every week, except for <laughs> freaking McCaffrey. They're not gonna be the highest scorer every single week, but I can just slot those points in there and I have those other bullets to use to find some spikes here and there. Yeah. Right. And so um when you hit on a zero RB team, typically it's you find your Kyron and you're like, all right, Kyron scores going in my lineup every single week. So adding the, like say the the eighth running back onto there isn't necessarily bad, but the running back can only fill three spots in your lineup. Right. Whereas Mm -hmm. the wide receiver can fill four spots in your lineup. Plus as we've seen now in these fantasy playoffs, like Kyron had a, an average to a, floor game i guess a floor would be not scoring the touchdown on thursday but he scored 16 points right almost 20 points on DraftKings. i can win with him in in my starting lineup but the wide receivers it's not just the wide receiver production is variant the wide receiver spikes are so variant right like amari goes randomly for 50 george pickens like i needed that george pickens pick like you said if if i throw pickens back i don't advance you know if i throw zay back uh, it yeah. would have been, cl- it actually would have been close. Um, the guy, the, the, the guy, the team I was sweating the most had both Debo and Iuke, and they, they were able to score at pretty low point amounts. It's just, uh, you know, I, I ended up extending with both Lamar and Zay to kind of save me because Laporta only scored <laughs> two or three points or whatever it was at right. three, three points. Yeah. And he's obviously my only tight end, but anyway, long way of saying, I just prefer that kind of seven, seven because of just like how points generally get scored at the positions and what, right. We talk about drafting, like you're right. Zero RB isn't actually drafting like you're right, but the, this specific structure of zero RB is kind of like, okay, I know I'm going to hit something. Right. And, and I hit Kyron. So once I know that I kind of need the firepower at wide receiver just to, I, cause I don't know which of these seven guys are going to hit each in specific weeks, but I want to have seven of them that can hit in those weeks. This team happened to, you know, get really lucky in until Waddle now has pretty much stayed healthy all year. They've kind of, other than JSN being useless, they've kind of ping pong some weeks around, you know? And so it just kind of all came together to exactly how I would want a zero RB team to fall. You know, ideally you'd get maybe an injury to, you know, not rooting for injuries, of course, but to, to hit the nuts, right. A a Bijan would go down or a Derrick Henry would go down and really unlock this team. But generally speaking, I think this told the story that I kind of want my, zero RB teams to tell. And that's how it got here. Yeah, I, I totally see that. I, I do see it the other way as well. But I, I that it's a valid point on why you do the 2772. The only other little 2020 hindsight being clear thing 
is the Cole Turner pick because I, I, this was me. I believe that Isaiah likely had standalone value on his own without the Mark Andrews injury, which I think proved to be false to be fair. Um, but I, I might've looked at Isaiah likely instead of Cole Turner for this specific team, but that's just, again, that's 2020 hindsight. Um, just the way I was drafting in in the off season, I, I threw like, I sprinkled in like four or five likely teams or something like that. I had a, uh, the team that I thought was my best DraftKings team was, was a Lamar likely team. So it was uh, very much something I was into. I was not anti likely, Mm-hmm. But uh, you know me and the the Washington thing. I, I was just trying to press a little bit the the Washington tight ends. Um, obviously, Cole Turner was a huge, <laughs> a huge whiff. But it was probably at that point in the you know set might unlock thing. him this week. Who knows? Maybe we can actually <laughs> play our you know twenty three year old tight end and stop with the Logan Thomas and uh, John Bates experience. It's not going to happen, by the way. But I want to talk about Brissett in just a second. But this is you know when you're you're going through the draft you have or the draft summer you have t- times where you're like i just want to get some of this guy cuz probably next week i'm not going to be drafting him anymore and mm-hmm. you, you know my cole turner love lasted a little longer than that but actually early in the summer i draft i look i had i was overweight on both washington titans <laughs> but that was by choice it didn't right. work right but it was by choice it was like one of these guys is going to be i i felt confident one of these guys is going to be a hit um I thought it was Logan early and then I thought it was Cole Turner late. So I was just trying to get that. And that it's almost like we we've joked in Kareem had the really good, uh, you know, phrasing of it's the tax we pay, right? The, the dealing was the tax we pay for the way we play the game. Mm-hmm. Cole Turner is kind of the tax I paid for Kyron. So like I pressed that guy who I thought was a, a kind of an edge at the end of drafts at the end of the summer, when we had gathered more information and uh, Hacker was in the chat and posted. Uh, Ky- so Kyron was only drafted in 20% of BBM drafts, Crazy. which is absolutely nuts to think about like the stone cold league winner is only on one out of every five teams in the whole tournament, not advancing the whole, right. uh, uh, whole tournament. But so Kyron, why, why did Kyron become such a big priority for me? Um, and like, I, I, and if anybody wants to go see, I had like 50, had more than 50% Kyron on DraftKings and drafters and like 13% or something on underdog. But it's because I got to the point where, as Hacker says here, Kyron is like not drafted ever. And I think he should be, you know, much more expensive. We've gained all this new knowledge. I'm just going to press that edge. And so I'm willing to do that, especially with those undra- those guys who are really, really lowly drafted. I'm like, because if this thing hits, I'm going to win the whole fucking tournament. You know what I mean? And I have a chance, right? Kyron hits and I might win the whole tournament. If Cole Turner was a hit as the tight end, like I would have this guy who's even probably less than 20% of, of BBM drafts as my last round pick or second to last round pick, whatever I did. That was a stone cold smash and nobody's going to have them by the time we get to week 17. And so, you know, that's one way to play it. Like you said, likely makes total sense on this team. There's other tight ends. I'm sure that were available that made total sense on this team. It's just, that's, that's how it goes, right? You're in the zone trying to, trying to press one edge and it doesn't always hit. And it just so happens to be on this team. Yeah. All right. Do you have your DK team ready and pulled up and we can look at that? Yeah. So this one is really funny. All right. So first, it has four quarterbacks. One of them is Jimmy Garoppolo. 
So I don't, I don't remember drafting this team. Obviously, I don't Void remember it. drafting. I don't, exactly. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to zero me out at the bottom. You know, you ever? Seen I've already zeroed you out. I already, where the guy, I already don't want you to win. It, it's like when you reserve a team on DraftKings and you forget to input a lineup, and you're just that <laughs> guy at the bottom. <laughs> you're just that guy at the bottom. That's what they're going to do to this to this team. But um, you know me. Like, if I'm anti four tight end, I'm certainly anti four quarterback. I, that's what's funny about this is like I, th- somewhere along the way, I don't know like which quarterback it was or whatever, but there's an auto pick or something, you know, in here I was cooking dinner or, or walking the dogs or something when this happened. Uh, so I'm prefacing it with that. But other than that, obviously it's a Christian McCaffrey team. And so that's like both a blessing and a curse is I don't have CMC on underdog and I do have him here on DraftKings. And so you're like, I guess technically if he goes off, it's good at least for, for some, for some kind of team. But this team does have Brees um, and then Kyron. So that's kind of my three main running backs is CMC, Brees, and Kyron. So it's like a quasi-anchor slash dual RB, whatever you want to consider Brees um, Mm -hmm. with CMC. And then late-round quarterbacks. So I used – it's harder to read it off on DraftKings. But I used Derek Carr's uh, score this week, which is quite funny. But Derek Carr, and I don't have him stacked with anybody. Um. And so it's gotta be your auto pick then that's I'm guessing it was Carr, which is really even funnier that uh, he comes through. Cause all these other quarterbacks I have are stacked. So anyway, naked Derek Carr, Matthew Stafford, Sam Howell up dog with acting. Where's Sam Howell? Don't worry. He's on this team. There he is <laughs> taking, just holding the clipboard on the sideline. Like he is in real life now um, cheering on the rest of the boys and then Jimmy G. Okay. So I mentioned those, those running backs. The wide receivers, Zay Flowers, DK Metcalf, Jacoby Myers, um, Drake London, Jalen Waddle, Jahan Dotson, and Tutu Atwell. Um, so Tutu, obviously, then, and Kyron. Did you say stacked, Bateman? Stacked, uh, oh, and Bateman. Sorry, yes. Um, so both of the Ravens. Again, that's, you know, one of my things was the Ravens. One of my biggest takes was like the Ravens are mispriced. They're going to smash this year, blah, blah, blah. So got Zay uh, on both teams. Bateman on this one obviously don't have Lamar but this team is an interesting one where if no quarterback separates and I can get a good game from it's really just Stafford and and Carr one of them have a good game like if Stafford throws two touchdowns to Kyron right that's like the 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 uh, needle we're trying to thread on this team is is that but what I also like is on the other team like I I I don't want to say like from a leverage perspective the best ball mania team doesn't have any 49ers it doesn't have Seahawks or it doesn't have a, a, a CD. It doesn't have 49ers. Right. And so I kind of, I have some chalky ish pieces, right. Laporta, et cetera, but it's not anything super crazy. It doesn't have a Mari. Um, and so I feel pretty good about that. Whereas this team, you know, Christian McCaffrey going to be real, real chalky. Um, Brees probably going to be a lot higher owned now than he would have been <laughs> after dropping uh, 43. But other than that, right. There's no lines on here. There's no Laporta. You know, there's no Amon Ra, there's no CD, you know, there's no Lions game, which is like going to be tilting to watch it. But it's like, again, like I'll take my DK Metcalf over those guys, uh, not necessarily like in a coin flip bet, but in, a, right. in an ownership game, yeah, I'll take right. I'll, I'll, t- I'll take Metcalf like I'll take Jacoby Myers. Like I know they didn't complete a pass or whatever for three for three quarters. But like these random guys who can pop up for 20 plus point games is is kind of nice in that the sam howell thing is um it's funny because we were talking in the discord earlier today i'm like 
please start Brissett because I have John Dotson on, on my Millie team and how how definitely ain't going to get the ball to to Dotson, but maybe Brissett could. And he's on the team with CMC and, and Kittle at right. Kittle is my tight end, which is huge to have you know Kittle ceiling and so. Um, a fun team. Yeah, the other two tight ends are fun too, though, because you have Kincaid and Dawson Knox. Kincaid and Dawson Knox. We handcuffed ourselves at the tight end position. We took four quarterbacks. If this wins, the <laughs> people are not going to be happy, you know, about uh, their minds. But still, nonetheless, um, kind of fun team. And so, uh, not to keep kind of going over these, but so people can get a glimpse of a. Of yeah, course, no, we we we, we got there. We're excited about it. And like, what does somebody's final steam looks like? Look like where? Um, they're both like live, I think, to win, but like where you know, what are the weaknesses of some of the, the teams that are out there too? So, like, you're gonna see teams like this, you're gonna see some teams maybe a little bit better, you're gonna definitely see some teams much worse. And so, wherever you sit within there, uh, it, it's hopefully something that can help you, um, as you think about your teams in week 17. Cool, I, I dug it. That, that team's it, fun, yeah. Thanks, why dad? No, shit. I agree. <laughs> He says, too bad it's Tutu on there and not Puka. Yeah, if you think yeah. I hadn't thought about that already. <laughs> this is what we do, mistaken. though. This is what we uh, do. We start to think about these these other players that you could have got. I went, let's pull up my... Well, while you pull that up, the last mm-hmm. thing I was going to mention on the BBM team, um, and the, uh, the, the DK team has three tight ends, right, obviously, but the BBM team that I have has just Sam Laporta and Cole Turner. So Olaf says only Laporta and Turner as your tight ends, ballsy. And it's funny because we've had lots and lots of debates about the how you know the whole stupid four tight end conversation and all that, and I don't want to rehash that. But what I do want to say is I think that um, – that team showed you the power of a hitting on one late round tight end. I never used Cole Turner score all season. Right. And so when the right. was out or he was having bad games and it didn't matter, I advanced. And then even in the playoffs, I was able to overcome in a one out of 16 situation, a three at tight end with only one useful tight end because when you have those extra bullets, the power of finding Kyron Williams, the power of finding right the wide receiver Puka, the power of finding those guys is so much more impactful to your score on most weeks, not every, but on most weeks, it's so much more impactful to you and the ceiling of your team that if I had done the three tight end thing on that team, I might not have Kyron. I might not have Chuba, which means I might not have advanced. Right. I might have done something different at wide receiver. If I didn't, if I did the three or God forbid four tight end thing, the whole team would have been ruined and I would not be here talking about that team. And so uh, I'm not saying you can't do extra tight ends. I have three tight end teams. I just showed you one. But I, I think it's important to see when you hit taking it lighter at tight end, even then you may feel comfortable you can get crazy outsized gains because you can find Laporta and find Kyron Williams, as opposed to using four picks to try to find Laporta and just washing away your late round picks on useless tight ends. You don't want to say it. So I'll say it. Five tight ends is stupid and it just doesn't make sense. Like it literally doesn't make sense. I try to make sense of it. It's stupid. So that's what we'll go with. Yep. Um, case case closed let's look at this so this is the massive team we won't spend too too long on it because i think you know like we said we did a whole drafting series on this team you can go back and hear every single decision point i'll bring up a couple of them as we go through it but we went solo quarterback on this team which was the first 
big like discussion point. And we actually had a discussion about it privately, like amongst ourselves before I did it, because I was leaning doing it early and I just kind of wanted to float it out there. And stru like, tournament structure matters. Six out of 12 advanced out of the first round, three out of six in the second, two out of four, and then your 30 man final. You don't need more than one quarterback if you're drafting an elite quarterback. The score is going to be fine, right? If he gets hurt, if he got hurt and I had who? I mean, to be fair, the two quarterbacks I would have had on this team were either Howell or Purdy. So I would have been fine with either of those guys because until Howell got benched. But now even if Howell got benched, I would be screwed if Mahomes got hurt. Yep. And Purdy is would be fine. But if I got Purdy, I don't get Kyron Williams. Also, if it was Purdy, you probably wouldn't have made it out of this week because he scored one fantasy point or whatever, or whatever right. it was. So, and like you said, that's the other thing people say is, well, what if you would have done this? It's like, yeah, yes, Howell, it, right. If Mahomes goes down, you still could have made money with this team if you had drafted Howell. But A, Howell hasn't scored any fantasy points for, for the last few weeks, so you probably would have got knocked out. And B, the real downstream impact is you probably don't have Kyron on this team or someone who helped, right? You don't have Kyron. You don't have one of these wide receivers who you don't have, because I believe you have Rashi Rice on this team. Maybe you don't yeah. have Rashi Rice on this team, right? Because at that time you needed the quarterback or you, you thought you needed the quarterback, but like people overvalue quarterback and quarterback depth. It's one of the most over, like m maybe even more than the tight end thing, overvalue it especially as it relates to tournaments like you just did. And that's why you played it so well. And I loved the hatred that you got for it because <laughs> it was, it was an awesome strategic move. Our running backs were Pollard, Brees Hall, JK Dobbins, Roshan Johnson, Ty J Spears, and Kyron Williams. That's fun. That's fun. So when constructing this team, let's just go over the, we'll just run over all the players. Cause it, that all kind of makes sense together. Wide receivers are a little tougher. It's Debo. Jahan Dotson, Sky Moore, Tyler Boyd, Nico Collins, Rasheed Rice, MVS, and Donovan Peoples-Jones. And then tight ends are a lot of fun. George Kittle, Hunter Henry, Trey McBride. Whew. So we're we're lightest at wide receiver, right? McBride. Yeah. McBride is probably the guy that's not on this team. And don't you wouldn't you rather have Trey McBride than Sam Howell on, <laughs> on this team right about now? It's definitely McBride or Kyron that is not on this team if we draft a second quarterback. Those were my last two picks of this team. And if you look at the running backs, you could make a case that you only needed five if you were drafting Pollard, Hall, and Dobbins, right? Like, because Roshan and Ty J Spears are supposed to be those, you know, you hit on one, it's great. Mm -hmm. But I knew when I drafted this team that wide receiver, which isn't standard for me, was the weak spot on this team. And I knew that I wanted to play only three wide receivers a week, which means I wanted mostly three running back weeks, like hitting my flex with a running back or, you know, maybe a few weeks with a tight end. I got a few more of those tight end weeks than I think that even I thought I was going to get probably, <laughs> you know, you, you, when you mash Kittle, Hunter Henry had a few really big weeks and McBride who came out the gate too. I love McBride this year. We talked about that all offseason. I was big into McBride. But drafting Kyron was just that extra piece to, for, to, to rotate these running backs into three spots. And God, did it work out. Because if I don't draft Kyron, I don't think this team advances. Like out of the first round, maybe. We were fighting for the fourth. We ended up like running away with the fourth spot. 
but it was a fight between four, five, and six up until the end for the most part. And without Kyron, I don't know if it happens. So the other big decision point on this team, I actually watched it back today. The last two picks were a big decision point where we went McBride and um, Kyron Williams, but we talked about that recently. So the other one I want to talk about is the five, six turn. So the five, six turn, I was contemplating between J.K. Dobbins, JSN, Mike Evans, and George Kittle. And those were the four I was talking about in that spot. And I evaluated George Kittle as the best piece of all of them. I just thought that positionally, the way I knew I was drafting the team, George Kittle at the 5-6 turn fell a little bit. I thought George Kittle was the best play on the board at that point, so I was taking George Kittle. Had Debo. Had Debo. Thought it was great. He does that thing that we were just talking about where you, you get the San Francisco stack and you don't have to worry about the quarterback, right? And I was out on JSN, so it kind of became between J.K. Dobbins and Mike Evans. And clearly I went Dobbins. But I'm wondering if that was a blessing because I don't know what this team actually ends up looking like if I go Mike Evans. <laughs> I'm not saying I don't get Kyron or... Butterfly Kyron effect, McBride, baby. <laughs> but what is the effect. butterfly effect to it exactly? Because if I'm taking Mike Evans, I, I'm probably still mashing Rasheed Rice MVS. I don't know what I'm doing at that point. I might be grabbing another running back earlier. Right. And then deciding that I don't need Kyron Williams. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? And that other running back could have been Mostert. It could have been fine, but it also could have been Jeff Wilson. Yeah. Right. So you can you can look at it both ways. So Rashad Penny. Could, no, it would <laughs> never have been Rashad Penny. <laughs> that I can promise you. <laughs> but it could have been Brian Robinson, right? Yeah. Like it could who had a great year up until he got injured. But with the San Francisco players, Brian Robinson definitely would have been in play on this team. So there's a lot of ways that this team could have broke. And even making J.K. Dob the J.K. Dobbins pick, which ended up sucking because of the injury, I don't think the team comes out the way it comes out without that. And the re receivers might be stronger. I still might be in the same spot, but I just don't think I am. I think I lose Kyron. I might not lose Trey McBride, but I think I lose Kyron if that happens. Yep. And then I'm then I'm kind of boned. Yeah. And not even like we're describing it through the lens of advancing, which is of course the most important part up until now, you know, mm -hmm. the Thursday to Sunday will be a, a, something else will be most important, but also having Kyron Williams on your team in the final is very, very powerful. You, who knows how many Kyron teams, if any other Kyron teams will be in this championship round and there's only 30 total teams if you are the teams. only one if you're the only one with arguably the best pick on the board right him and his teammate probably the the best picks on the board you're the only one with him i'm not saying none of the other stuff matters because it does right it, of course constru right construction blah, blah 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 all that shit matters but at the end of the day you need those you need the guys who have that kind of upside and floor and have le leverage opportunities and he brings that right so like I'm not saying throw the throw right the throw the the fact that you know you might have been better off with Mike Evans out you know the window or whatever but whatever gets you to a handful of things on a certain team is ultimately what matters and that's why like the butterfly effect thing is is funny silly well, however you want to frame it 
but like that's real like that's yeah. very very real even the bad picks that you make can end up leading you to things that make your team better so it's like one step back two steps forward right as, it's, as opposed to the opposite way you you had it sucks you lost jk dobbins but guess how many teams lost people almost all of them almost all of them and not only did I lose people, I have a BBM team that basically dude, I, I, I tied my own team's hand behind its back when I started, you know, drafting guys like Cole Turner and stuff on there. And and it didn't matter because whatever got you to the 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 big hits, big hits, not just hits, uh, but the big, big hits far outweigh a couple of misses. Yeah. And like that, that's this game. And it, it's important to remember that. Uh, and the butterfly pack is probably the easiest way to, to talk about it, but it's really, really important. And I think people start to see it a little bit now, right? Wh- whether you made week 17 or didn't, you know, these types of things, it weighs on you like, Oh, now that Kyron thing makes sense, right? Yeah. Oh, Oh, those guys got lucky with their Amari breeze <laughs> week 17 correlations, you know, in week 16, like, yeah. What happens when you get lucky? That's what this game is. Yeah. Like we're trying to build things so that when I get lucky, I win. Not so that I'm just flipping coins with everybody else when I get lucky. And like what you did strategically allowed you to benefit from getting luckier in a better and easier way than if you had done something else. And like it, it does it, it, just because you missed on something doesn't change that fact. Exactly. All right, we've talked about the Mastiff team enough until it wins this coming weekend. Let's, yeah, exactly. Let's look at this drafters team real quick. This is the one that you can actually see on the side of the screen here. We are. Damn, who's it, that guy in twelfth? He he needs to make uh, a push here. He needs to make a push. <laughs> just you're just a hunt. You're ninety eight points behind. You My running run. backs are so bad. So <laughs> I used uh, last week or recently. Within the last few weeks, I have used some combination of Rico Dowdle's score, oh, no. Achan's a- score. I think I used Madison like the week he got hurt. Like it, it is, it is tough. That that is that that team is what happens when you whiff on zero on zero running back because I don't have Kyron, I don't have anybody like that. The rest of the team's pretty good, but uh, you just have dunked all over me for the last month. I never stood a chance because your team's too strong. Well, we ran hot on the running back position in this tournament as well, so. At quarterback, we have Mahomes and Russell Wilson. Different tournament. We have two quarterbacks, right? And then running back is CMC, Brees Hall, Alvin Kamara, Khalil Herbert, who we ran hot with this week with, you know, the, the run out he had there. Yep. With no Donta Foreman playing. Ty Chandler, we've run hot on. Zamir White. I mean, dude, the only guy I didn't run hot on at the running back spot is Chris Evans. Yeah. So. And then wide receiver is T Higgins again. T sun running. Yeah. T, yeah. We're sun, sun running. running T Drake London, Mike Evans, who's just been nuclear all season, Cortland Sutton, which the injury sucks. Rasheed Rice, yeah. but he's been helpful. He, I mean, yeah, obviously yeah, you, you, ma- you made it this far and he was super helpful for the team. Absolutely. Rasheed Rice, MVS, Richie James. We went three Kansas city wide receivers. Richie James actually starting to get some run. What a surprise. Three <laughs> Chiefs wide receivers on Rob's team. Hey, we had Mahomes. We were we were trying to make sure we hit the right one. And it turns too out little too late for Richie, man. He he's he looked he looked good. I think he's gonna be uh decent here these last couple of weeks. Would have been would have been a little easier on you if he would have just like why couldn't they just bench Sky a long time ago? Richie is clearly it's just clearly better. They should have. Josh Reynolds, who actually gave me some good weeks in the beginning of the season and then Laporta Ferguson and Greg Dolchich rest in peace because yeah. 
he's not great. He's not been great, but just based on this team and like what I have versus what everyone above me has, the first thing we got to fade is this Denver. I mean, this Detroit Dallas game, because mm-hmm. there's some Detroit this. So that game, not just for this team, but just in general, that Detroit Dallas game playing on Saturday night, <laughs> it feels like it is just going to, it's going to put us either in the best spot ever. Right. Or you're going to be super behind if you don't have it. Yep. So 100%. I have some of it on this team. I have both the tight ends, but that's about it on this team. The other team, I have Donovan Peoples-Jones and Pollard. That's it. So it's like, <laughs> God, can Pollard just sun run for one freaking game this year? <laughs> just one game? I, he got no one in front of me with him on this team. Pollard sun running would be great and just shutting down production of everybody else. But I feel good with this drafters team. Like I said, we're we're 16 points out of first place. We've had two phenomenal weeks. We just need one more phenomenal week. CMC against Washington. I'll take that all day. And uh, hopefully one of my tight ends does get there. Hopefully it's Ferguson on Saturday night. Yeah, or right. Laporta for me. I yeah. know for you, you need Laporta, but um, Half. I, I, I think we're good here. I, I, I really, I'm going to be sweating this just like it's a final, right? Just because it is, it is technically it is. a final. So. <clears throat> We'll be sweating just, the drafters just as hard. You just started down by sixteen, right? The the you're running the race, and you, you they held you back and let the the guys in front of you start a few seconds right. uh, ahead. But a good a good uh, transition into um, kind of some of the last things to talk about is the games this this weekend. Yeah. Um, we'll have some more content coming out this week around some of this stuff. So I don't want to spend you know like forever uh, talking about it. But I think the Dallas and Detroit game, as you mentioned, is for sure kind of the linchpin of how this I, I would curious if you would have something else to add here. I actually would call uh, three things, basically, uh, that will decide the the week, generally speaking. So that will decide specifically how the week shakes out. You know, there's going to be guys that pop off that are unexpected that I'm not going to say here. But I would start with the Lions and Cowboys game. It's definitely the game of the week in terms of scoring expectation. Um, And then it just so happened that everything has fallen in line for those guys to be really popular and also to be really popular together, right? They, they were aligned on the draft board at certain spots. Amon Rossidi specifically at the beginning uh, at the one, two turn was really popular or Pollard. If you paired Pollard with Amon Ra, but then when you drafted those guys, it naturally probably led you right to golf Dak, Laporta, whatever. So the combination, the combinatorial ownership of all those guys is going to be like really, really high. And you know, the it's you should be excited about having them, even if they're popular. If you if you got there, you got those guys. I would be excited because that game, uh, as someone who really only has Amon Ra and uh, Laporta on one team and totally fading that game on the other, I don't feel comfortable. I'll tell you, I'll tell you that much. Certainly with. No, I don't. I don't feel comfortable fading CD. Uh, so that game is for sure the big one. The number two, I would just call it the 49ers because they they a they're facing the worst defense of all time in the the Commanders. They will name their score. Uh, they would do that on any week, but they just lost 
in prime time to the Ravens and Brock Thur- Purdy threw four interceptions and just lost, you know, his MVP stranglehold. They're going to come out here and hang a huge number. Who does it go to? We'll see. Maybe they all get there, but who, right? They definitely could be, all get there. They could all get there, but it also could be a CMC 50 spot or a Kittle three touchdown game or a Debo three touchdown game. I don't know, but what, ha- what happens? <laughs> yeah. What happens with uh, the 49ers would be the next one. And then actually can Anyone in this Thursday night game that just exploded or has been exploding over the course of the last weeks in the Browns example, can they do anything because it's two of the best defenses in the NFL? Like if you're, if you're counting on Amari or Brees to do it again, I would not be feeling very hopeful about that is basically what I'm saying. It's possible. They're good. Their roles are awesome. Brees can break one, right? Brees could catch another 10 passes. Anything can happen, but like, that is a brutal game. Like it really is. I know we joked about the week 17 thing, but that game is two of the best defenses. The Jets offense is horrendous. Um, the Browns offense is pretty good with, with Flacco, but this is kind of Flacco's big tough test. You know what I mean? Against the Jets pass defense. So will they keep it up? I think if I want, if I actually like wanted to have a guy in that game, that's maybe a little bit more popular. I think it would be in Joku uh, that I would feel the most confident in, in that game. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't love, having a chalk breeze, which I do, or a chalk Amari. Um, but like, can those guys overcome the bad matchup? Cause they're going to be pretty popular given that they just set the world on fire in week 16. I'm, I, I still think breeze can get there. Obviously there's, it's not what he did last week. Like how he's got to catch a bunch was. of passes and find the end zone for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping that does happen just because I do have breeze. God, do I have him on, I have him on both teams. So yeah, we want breeze to do well. Um, the, well, Kareen other- has him, so we only we want him to do well enough for you to win, but not well enough for Kareen <laughs> to go back to back. That's fair. <laughs> um, here's the question I want to ask you about this Dallas-Detroit game. It's not really strategic or anything. Would you rather this game be on the Saturday night, or would you rather it be on Monday night? Like, oh, you know what I mean? Do you want it to be a hammer, or do you just want to rip that Band-Aid off and see where the chips fall? Because I... I, I personally would rather it be a Thursday or Saturday night game. Just just to know. But it could deflate that, you for Sunday. It could I deflate think, you for Sunday. Yeah, that's the hard part to know is would you rather have the chance of getting the deflation out of the way right away? I, I, I But I think, yeah, I think Saturday because it's you have the opportunity for deflation regardless. You could put it off. Um but you can still have hope even right even if that game goes nuts it's technically not over you know right, like right. so like george pickens right goes absolutely nuts on saturday gabe has a big game even if you didn't have them it wasn't over and look what happened omar if you had amari and Brees, you more than made up for what right. pickens and gabe did yeah. or whatever and so you don't want that <laughs> you know you're definitely not rooting for that but you can at least tell yourself a story of like okay i can make it back here with someone you'll also know really specifically who you're going to need to root for because you'll know your lowest own guys, right? Like, you know, CD and Amon Ra go off. You don't have them. Well, you definitely are going to need your McCaffrey, 
because you need you need it to you're going to need it to be the McCaffrey build, not the Amon Rasidi, right? You need McCaffrey to like drop forty, so he offsets those two guys going off, or some. You know, you need yeah. you know you're going to know what you need uh, to root for, and so I agree. I think I'd just rather rip the bandaid off than like feeling the hope all weekend leading into the game that you just know is going to shoot out, and you know it's first or second, yeah. and just watching these teams who would want to yeah sit in first and watch CD just do this. You know, every every single play, you're just like, God, this is the absolute worst. Like last night, I imagine people that didn't have any part of that game. The 49ers got boat raced and they still put up tons of fantasy, points, like tons of fantasy points. They had three different guys score at least 20 or basically 20 DraftKings points. And they, they didn't score pretty through four picks. Like that's how that's yeah. how good they are. I wouldn't want to be fading that. I wouldn't want to wait on New Year's Eve with a couple cocktails in me yeah my tv basement <laughs> tvs might not make it they might not make it through through new year's eve it'd be like this old barry sanders highlight video i saw which i think has been just absolutely scrubbed from the internet over the last 20 years <laughs> but they 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 showed it in like the late 90s early 2000s it was him shaking everybody breaking away and he had like the most i forget i don't know how to word it but basically he had the most long runs that he got caught from behind Right. So they showed like a highlight of him just juking all these guys, just breaking away. And then like right at the last minute, someone comes and cocks his ass down and tackles him at like the three or something. And that's how it'll feel like you're just juking all these teams. And then here comes Detroit and Dallas hawking you down at the three yard line. And you watch Ferguson catch a touchdown with one minute left in the game and you go down 15 spots and get max pain. I imagine that's how, so I was in sixth in my BBM group heading into last night's game, but I obviously Lamar is my only quarterback. So I had a zero at yeah. a zero at quarterback. And then I had Zay, but Zay needed to score 14 to make, to make my lineup. And like I said, there was, there was a team that was beating me and had Debo and Ayuk left. And like, I think one of them would have st- counted, started at six and one of them would have started at seven. So like if basically like if Lamar didn't have a good game, I was not, it, I yeah. was done and he could have a good game and I could get, I could still lose, you know, Debo scores 35 or something like it's oh, like I'm dead and buried. Um, but like, like Hacker says, it was like, I, I would rather be in the position of having the guys and, and like, I'll I'll go to war, right? Like even when the 49ers stink, you saw Ayuk can backdoor it. You know, CMC's still gonna get his 25 plus. Like he's just it's just gonna happen. Kittle can have the big game. I would rather be in the situation where I'm the hunter. I don't want to be, I don't want to be the hunty, at right. least with those guys. This yeah. week, right? I don't really care about being the hunter with Packers and Vikings. I mean, Ty Chandler would be okay, but like it's fine. You know what I mean? Whatever. I, I don't really care about that game that much, but like Lions Cowboys is a very different story. Well, the, the Vikings game, who are the players that are healthy that are even going to be on teams? Like maybe some Jefferson teams, like maybe is some that, Ty is, Chandler is Addison officially. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to speak too much on the injury stuff, but like Addison, well, Hawkinson's out. Or, yeah. Hawkinson's real out. Um, yeah, he's ACL and MCL yeah. torn. Um, I think, yeah, I think this is a, is a, if you have Jefferson, I think that would be fine. The problem is like, it would be fun to hunt, try to hunt down with Jefferson, but like you, like 
CMC is going to have already gone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Amon Rasidi, I would feel better about like chasing with Jefferson against the Amon Rasidi pairings than, than chasing. Cause you're going to have similar construction to the CMC team just with a worse version of it with, with Justin Jefferson. It's not that straightforward. I have a worse version of Amon Ra teams. If Waddle, if Waddle doesn't play, but um, anyway, that's all, that's all kind of, kind of fun. Shout out lion uh, also from the discord he said uh, he advanced. I know. I don't remember if you if it was BBM or, or DraftKings Millie, but I know he advanced a team and he had zero from last <laughs> night's game. And he said, "Yeah, it was a big sweat, but bunch of teams, as you would expect, a ton of teams with guys from that game. A little yeah. more so the 49ers, but the Ravens have been fine too. Um, that you know that would, I yeah, no, just no. I don't want. I, I don't want that experience. Let's let's get it out of the way. We'll rip the bandaid <laughs> off. off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last thing before we get out of here real what? quick the nfl yeah. are idiots 13 one o'clock games and three four oh, yeah. o'clock games uh, insanity <laughs> that's that, that that's lunacy i know i know it's new year's eve whoever signed off on that decision needs to be fired <laughs> immediate like absolutely immediately it's like i don't i don't know what a good comp is but like those you fucking where... just took over christmas like you can take yeah. over new year's eve Seriously, who gives a shit about New Year's <laughs> Eve? Your target demographic is a bunch of 55-year-old white dudes. Like they're not they're not out going to down, you know, to Times Square watching the ball drop with Carson Daly. Like they're sitting on their ass on the couch, you know? Like who cares? You you should spread it. You should take over New Year's Eve. Nobody yeah. else is like, "Oh, okay, the the college kids go out. Guess who's not watching your stupid vikings backers game or whatever like it's not the 22 year olds you're catering to the people who are staying home spread the games out take it over yeah, yeah. i sat on christmas you know and want and watch games because it's my livelihood you think people aren't going to do it on new year's eve that's not even a real fucking holiday that's the soup of fucking holidays oh <laughs> uh, it all comes back around <laughs> it always comes back around to, to... The soup and i told you about the the guy that tried to tell me that he genuinely loves broccoli i'm like you don't that's no that's like loving new year's <laughs> eve like no one loves new year's eve you no. might love christmas you might love thanksgiving you know you might love easter or whatever no one loves new year's eve i hate it i don't want to go go out amongst the yeah. crowds everybody's getting hammered i got i got to like get two Uber. years that i enjoyed that. yeah it, yeah when i was a dumb yeah i mean i did a lot of dumb stuff when i was a young kid but now i'm like yeah. please god no i might not make it to the ball drop amateur <laughs> there's two amateur nights it's it's new year's eve and it's thanksgiving eve those oh, are amateur but, yes. drinking nights you just yes. don't do it because it's yep and I, i've done it plenty oh yeah. i have too but yep, it's, i've been that those guy. are amateur hour I agree. Sorry, yeah. Derailed. Why do, what were we yeah. talking about? <laughs> I don't remember. Best ball. Fantasy soup? football. Yeah. Soup. Yeah, as Olaf says, uh, soup. But uh, yeah, <laughs> to, to pivot away from, from, from New Year's Eve. What is the new, this, like when people do, a, if, uh, if, if you were getting this player a gift for Christmas, right? The segments on ESPN or whatever, what would you put in Ty J Spears stocking this week? Yeah. Uh, what, like, what are you like genuinely? I don't care. It could be the super truck players. It could be, our boy Kyron, it could be whatever, but like, what are you just like, I'm excited about this. He could be on your team. It could not be on your team. You're just like, I'm really looking forward to this. This is the thing that I think can win it or lose it or whatever. You know, what's just that thing that's really sticking out to you. Well, the, the, the Mastiff team is obviously Kyron, right? Like I, I know it's cliche for us to bring him up because we don't stop talking about him. but legitimately when that pod comes out Thursday, I might be the only Kyron team yeah. of the 30 which 
to have that leverage feels great, right? So the that's big. And I love that my other sweat is CMC because mm-hmm. it's a whole different ball game, right? It's I have one guy in front of me six points ahead that also has CMC. The other two teams don't have them. So to be able to just like actively root for CMC to try to take down a tournament because I don't have to worry about anyone else having them is great. It's it's not like it's me and 40 of my friends have them. And it's like, okay, great. Well, half the field just got the CMC score. For me particularly, it's one other guy and I can just overtake him somewhere else. So that's what I'm generally excited for between the two tournaments right now. I think that makes a ton of sense. I, I don't want to like totally belabor the, the point on Kyron, but like even if you remove the name, I, I want to bring him up because he, he's such a good example of the things that we did try to, and it's easy to latch on to names and, and results of specific players. And then we go down rabbit holes like, about, how come we didn't see Puka coming? How come we didn't see Kyron coming or whatever? The point isn't about that, but the point is that we, we only get to play best ball once per year in the main the main season, the, regu- the regular season. And so when the example happens of this strategic thing you tried to do, it plays out and it plays out like literally perfectly. You have to kind of like belabor it a little bit. And what has happened with Kyron is like kind of everything we've talked about all summer in terms of tournament strategy. Like, like people make fun of uniqueness. Would you like to have Kyron Williams on a team in week 17 with the old uniqueness? Hell I sure yeah. as shit would. Everybody would, right? Um, the like ADP stuff. Oh, you can't you can't reach on a player, right? If you reached on Kyron Williams, do you give a shit? Do you give no. a shit that you 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 didn't get Juju on that team, right? Do you, do you care that you know random Joe Schmo is not on that team because you because you reached for Kyron? Absolutely not. And then uh just having this uh this situation where everything has played out so perfectly for that like running back position. So if you are drafting structurally sound where everything kind of begins and ends at the running back position, we talk about the onesies and all that. But like if you, because you want to be able to use Kyron's score, right? And so it kind of goes back a little bit to this. I don't mean just zero RB, like sign me up for a CMC. <laughs> One of my teams is CMC Brees Kyron. Like sign me up for that team. It could be, but you don't want to have been the guy that took like four running backs in the first six rounds and took Chuba and took Kyron because you just ended up negating the big hit that you would have had. Right. Cause you can't use all of those guys score in every single one week. That's where the structure thing comes from. So he, he just, and that's my guy, obviously that's my brand uh, play for this year. Sam, Sam Howell's going quite poorly now. So we gotta, we gotta hold on to the other brand play in um, Kyron. Then for me, selfishly, for sure, it's, it's definitely um, you know, b- biased, but that's what, what the fuck is the point? We're here. We're talking about our own teams and our, our own sweats, but having some um, unique wide receivers, I think is a, a really, I mean, again, we just saw that in week 16 if you just so happen to sneak, right. I just got lucky that George Pickens, like there was no George Pickens was on my team because I drafted Seattle guys. Right. So again, to the correlation uh, thing, but like Amari, George Pickens, were these guys like awesome? Like were they stand out picks? No, well, but, fine. but, but they're fine. They're, they, they have high weekly ceilings as we've seen. And just having live wide receiver bodies that can go for big scores 
that maybe aren't super duper popular, right? I mentioned Jahan Dotson earlier. That's a little bit of a joke, but also what if Brissett plays? I, I don't know. One McLaurin or Dotson could have a big game when they're they're going to be losing the whole the whole game. So one of them could have just having these live bodies that have upside that maybe aren't just the guys who smashed you know the last few weeks. We also weren't supposed huge. to draft Rams, by the way, because they play in New York, and it's supposed to be oh, cold. It's too cold. It's going to be forty three degrees there on Sunday with no wind. Well, just well, so you that's, know, that's too cold. Uh, Kyron's from Kyron's from St. Louis and played at Notre Dame. He's definitely uh, never played in in cold weather, right? It's uh, the the winters here are fucking miserable. And Notre Dame, it's goddamn cold in like September. The dude has played. He's going to be one of those hard asses out there without sleeves on. I'm sure. In uh, in the I guess it's he said it's 43, so he, nobody should be wearing sleeves. But yeah, uh, it's fine. yeah, it is it is so funny. It, that is that is a great like kind of one of our last thoughts is all this stuff that we talk about all over the summer when we caution on overconfidence about things that you really can't predict the weather in week 17, you can't predict it. The defensive matchups, you might predict some of them a little bit. I, I, I think the conversation is more about at what point is it reasonable to have any conversation about the defenses? Cause I think there is a certain point when it's reasonable, i.e. see the Browns jets game, but also what if Aaron Rodgers was playing, but, but B we could at least talk about that. But like Washington wasn't really that good of a defense before. <laughs> like anyway, the fact that it, like we were running away, like we shouldn't run away from that game because of defensive stuff. And so I think just another important thing uh, 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 to note, a good one to start, sort of lead into other people are saying up dog sweating two Devonte Adams teams. So you want to talk about the ultimate face off here. It is Rob, uh, I mean, I was I was very anti Raiders. I I made that known, but no one was more anti Raiders than than you were. And Updog is going straight to war with you with Devonte Adams uh, in a, a little better better spot uh, this week against the Colts. Although Aiden O'Connell probably needs to complete a forward pass before yeah, I feel you, good about anything. Let's do that. Um, let's let's not not to Trey Tucker. Like how, <laughs> how about to, to Devonte Adams or Jacoby Myers? And it's not like they're not trying. They they are force feeding this dude, and he's just not either getting open or O'Connell five straight him. five straight passes in the second quarter to Devonte Adams of their nine plays all incomplete. And the only reason he had that twenty point game is everyone else had already scored five hundred <laughs> points, and they they force fed him that touchdown. They were like, if we don't get Devonte this touchdown, he's gonna walk off this field. He's gonna pull an Antonio Brown, rip his shoulder pads off in the end zone, and walk the fuck off and never come back. We have to get him a touchdown. It's like, how do we do it? We got to give it to Jacoby Myers to throw it to him because obviously Aiden O'Connell can't do it. I right? forgot that Jacoby threw it to him. Yeah, I mean, guys, like. Like you were, they were in my mentions after the 40 point game in week two, and then fucking crickets the rest of the season. I haven't gotten <laughs> one Devontae Adams tweet. The prophecy was a little off. The The mysterious illness was actually Josh Jacobs, not Devontae <laughs> Adams, but we got it right that they both were going to suck. One of them was going to be out. Come on. I mean, I mean, yeah, you might get lucky that they're playing indie and the, the pace up is going to be there, but if they go up, we already saw what they're going to do. They go up on indie. They're gonna they're gonna throttle down and just yep. and that's the way Pierce wants to play it with his team. He wants to throttle down, run Zamir, who's gonna probably still get the run even with Josh Jacobs back. They're just gonna shut Jacobs down or something. You have yeah, to, I, right? I don't know. It's a mess. I agree. The prophecy was fulfilled. I don't want to fucking hear anything <laughs> about. I don't, I don't want to hear anything about it. And and again, 
we have our opinions. Rob's opinion was clearly turned out to be a very good one. Our kind of anti Raiders um, stance. I have Jacoby Myers on my DraftKings team. Like I wasn't like completely and utterly unwilling to draft anybody on the team. Rob just showed you as a mere white team. But I think um, just another good example of it. it look, I'm, I'm not hating on anybody that drafted Devonte Adams. We also should be able to see yeah, Rob is, but we also should be able to see like all like, the whole goal for the whole summer isn't to just like n- get narrow-minded player takes. It's to be able to see right. the whole perspective and and like Rob's bringing a, a really good and different perspective on that. Like I wish I had listened to. Although it was funny that Tanny got back into the lineup because I know you were anti-Titans and anti-Tannehill, and I was taking a bunch of Tannehill on DraftKings uh, specifically, and that could not have possibly gone worse. <laughs> I mean, Jesus <laughs> Christ! Uh, I'd rather Aaron Rodgers was on the team than than uh, Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> But uh, nonetheless, um, a fun year. I'm like, man, I'm I'm super pumped. I, I of course, we all want to win. We all want to win the money. That's that's what we're playing this game for the money. But it's been a re- like a really fun season. There's going to be a lot of fun discussions during the off season. Um, as someone who, like I said, uh, is not an advance rate bro, but certainly you're human and you don't want to have a, a low advance rate you feel a little uh vindicated when you get to week 17 and you advance to pretty darn good teams um through to to the big two keynote finals when you're rob and you set forth a strategy that you knew while recording it on a video people were probably going to be like this fucking idiot is giving (laughs) best ball advice like what is this and to make it through and have an absolute smash team that's a one in 30 probably honestly the your your expected uh, output is certainly better than one in thirty based on that team. It's awesome. That's all you can hope for, right? We talk, we joke about a chip and a chair and all that, but we're here now. We're here, and we got a chip or two, and we got a chair for sure. And so, um, excited to see how Week Seventeen uh, uh, plays out. Can't wait! Can't wait to see who wins the tournaments again. Hopefully, it's people that we've been sweating stuff with all year. If it's not us. Um, I know there's other people with me in the Mastiff. If it's not me, I hope it's them. But God damn it, I hope it's me. So yeah. I hope you all finish second. I'll take first. You guys can have second. We'll all get rich. Well, all yeah. there's multiple millionaires being crowned. Why can't we make it? All? I'll take most of it. It's totally fine. Yeah, yeah. Anybody that says, yeah, the whole like, just don't listen to the fake people who are like, I promise I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for you guys. I'm not fucking rooting for you unless I like once my team's out of it, then I'll start to root for you. I'm just being yeah. totally honest. I want to win $3 million. Who the hell doesn't want everybody? We want to, we want to win money, but of course we do appreciate you guys hanging out with us again uh, here. Uh, I don't have a set schedule for the rest of the week, but we definitely got some more uh, content coming. I, pr- I promise you, we're going to preview some more week 17. We of course have more playoff best ball talk coming. If you have not purchased the playoff best ball almanac, it is insane. I got a shout out B Kurt got a shout out Bernie. He's kind of helping, helping run the show for the playoff best ball almanac and he's absolutely freaking crushing it man the the wealth of content and and strategy and advice and rankings and hacker building the playoff odds and everything that's in the the draft hacker for the tools is nuts man it's it i know it feels like oh here's another you know best ball thing like oh i gotta go purchase this it's like i i, I can't recommend it enough and i'm saying this as someone who yeah i'm involved in it but i'm 
I'm consuming it. <laughs> like it's, I, I'm reading it. It's giving me advice. B Kurt is absolutely crushing it. Um, so if you're getting ready for playoff best ball, uh, go check out in, it's in the header on spikeweek.com playoff best ball almanac. It's just 20 bucks. One time purchase uh, of $20 to get access to there's like freaking 75 pieces of content in there now. Um, maybe, maybe I'm just throwing this out there. We haven't talked about it. Maybe we do a live watch along for the Dallas Detroit game Saturday night. Oh God. Um, we'll, 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 we'll figure something out. If you, <laughs> I don't know if I, my, my body can handle that, but, uh, it's probably best if I, I'll keep myself together a little bit more if we do it live on the air. So we'll get something, something together. If you are interested in that or some form of a, you know, watch along or a hangout or whatever for, for week 17, uh, Hit that link in the Discord and come drop us. There's a, a media channel, uh, live streams and media. Let us know because um, I would like to know if people are, are interested in that. We're happy to do whatever anybody's interested in here for week 17 because this is this is this is, this is the fun. This is the fun. Please, Jalen Waddle, play. You you get hurt every play of every game. <laughs> every game. Uh, every single game. This injury can't be that much work. He got poked in the eye, dude. He got poked in the eye. And let, went to the locker room like that. You can't make this shit up. You, it wasn't you cannot, any given Sunday scenario. Yeah. And came. Yeah, exactly. His eyeball. I, I, I'm i convinced Mostert gave him his eyeball. That's how Waddle came back because Mostert, <laughs> Mostert never went back in the game and Waddle went back in. And then Mostert was probably pissed like, bro, I gave you my eyeball. And then you went and sprained your ankle. Like you should have just let me stay in the game. And we didn't have to watch Jeff Wilson in the fourth quarter. Nonetheless, enough messing around thank you guys for hanging out with us uh make sure you go check out hometown ghost stories tonight and we'll be back uh be on the lookout on twitter and in the discord for the announcements on the rest of the media schedule this week if we don't see you enjoy week 17 and good luck peace peace Those were some spicy takes. Want to stay up to date with all of the other spicy takes we're going to have over here at Spike Week? Why don't you press that subscribe button below? If you turn notifications on, we draft a team, boom, you know about it. We have another spicy take, boom, you know about it. You can be there. You can draft with us. You want to stay up to date? That's how you do it. All right, we'll catch you later next time here at Spike Week. Spike Week.